You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Exodus 19, verse 4. Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. This podcast is supported by those who support the teaching of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, the Wells. After a year-long break, we're glad to be back producing these episodes. My name is Tom, glad to be serving as your host for this episode. This is episode number 163. We'll begin today with a peace devotion. This is based off of Luke chapter 5. Have you ever been to a restaurant with some friends? You know you're hungry, but you just don't know what quite to order. Suddenly you hear what one of your friends is going to order. And you think, man, that's exactly what I want too. You recognize that someone else saw what you really needed. A man, a paralytic, had some friends who thought they knew what he needed to be able to walk. They brought him to Jesus, even gone the extra mile of pulling back the tiles on the roof and letting him down on a mat in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw that man, he looked down at him and said, Man, your sins are forgiven. It was pretty obvious to Jesus what that man wanted Jesus to say. Arise and walk. But Jesus looked at him and saw his greatest need. He saw what he really wanted, the forgiveness of sins. Now some there questioned Jesus' power and authority to be able to forgive sins. Surely only God can forgive sins, they thought. And they're right. So Jesus asked them the question, what's easier? To say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. Then Jesus said, to prove that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, I say to you, get up and walk. Jesus performed that miracle for that man, not to give him the ability to walk, but to prove that he has the power to forgive sins. That is our greatest need. That's why he came to this earth, to deal with sins. He is the Savior, and he has come to take your sins away. So Jesus looks at you in all of your needs. You may misunderstand them, but in love, he says, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Up next, a song shared by Chris Dreisbach, Carry the Cross. The Lord told his friends he would suffer and die to save them from the father of lies. But after three days he would be raised Take them to heaven, be with them always. They 
Didn't understand the things he said now But they wanted to follow so he told them how Turn your back on this world, take up your cross Come follow me, whatever the cost Carry the cross, be not ashamed Children of Christ, shout out his name Lift it up high to the sky cross redeems and ours is the way we drown the desires of our flesh every day our cross is the mark that says we're his own the path of our cross is leading us home speaking the truth isn't easy to do he brought a sword but gives peace to you Cross, though it may be a lonely road Carry the cross, be not ashamed Children of Christ, shout out His name Lift it up high to the sky Carry the cross Lift it up high to the sky Carry the cross He'll you up though your spirit is broken help you believe help you keep hoping this life is short and soon comes the day heavenly wings will fly you away carry the cross be not ashamed children of Christ shout out his name lift it up As a pastor, I often get to visit people who are shut in. A shut in has difficulty with transportation and is often really not able to get out of their place of residence. To me, that seems like a really challenging situation. If you're not a shut in, can you recall a time when you were sick and unable to leave the house? Imagine not being able to go grocery shopping, but entirely dependent on others to bring food to you. Imagine not being able to visit the doctor unless someone takes you there. Imagine not being able to see your family, your friends, your loved ones, unless they come to you. Not being able to get out of your situation can be frustrating. Maybe some of you listening don't even have to imagine. As for the rest of you, just wait. The time may yet come when you face that type of a situation. But do you consider yourself shut in when it comes to your spiritual state? Are you able to reach God? Or are you unable to reach him? Once you were. Let's look at Exodus 19 to understand what our situation was like and how our God responds. 
See, the people in ancient Israel were once bound in slavery. They couldn't even get permission from Pharaoh to make a short pilgrimage out of Egypt to worship God, their Lord God, for one week. They were not only bound to the land of Egypt, but they were treated harshly as slaves. Can you imagine anything more soul-crushing than not just being trapped, but being harshly treated? But for them, God changed all that. He didn't do it by inviting them to fight. He didn't equip them to make a change. Instead, he did it all. He brought down the great nation of Egypt with the ten plagues. He crushed them and brought them to their knees. And so that his people might be free, he led them out to safety. Through the sea, on dry ground, the people walked. And then God, when they had been freed from their enemies, God gave them fresh water from bitter water in the wilderness. God gave them food from heaven. God gave them all that they needed. Finally, after months, we find in Exodus chapter 19, they're standing at the edge of Mount Sinai. Free people. Free to worship their God. Free from slavery to sin. But not because they made themselves free, but because God brought them there. He told them, as we read in Exodus 19, verse 4, You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Notice God did it all. They could only watch. You've seen, God says, what I did to Egypt. You've seen how I carried you like on eagles' wings. You have seen how I brought you to myself. That's how our God operates. He takes the helpless, the shut-in, condemned sinner, the hopeless, enslaved by sin and under the curse of sin and the grave, and he does all the work to rescue them and bring them to himself. God did that for you. The Apostle Peter reminds his readers how God brought them to himself. He says, Christ suffered for our sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. God brought us to himself through his Son. He crushed our enemies, the enemies of sin, death, the devil. He did this by his own hands as Jesus, the Son of God, took on human flesh. He suffered for our sins. Though he was, as Peter says, righteous, perfect, he came to take your place, the unrighteous. He suffered so that he could do more than just visit this world. Jesus didn't come simply to say hello to us as shut-ins and then leave us. No, he came to become the one who was shut in under the curse for us. He came to face sin and its curse and death, and he was placed in the tomb. But Jesus broke free, rising in victory. He came that he might bring us to God. That's why God says to ancient Israel and to all believers, I brought you to myself. That's right. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 1, You also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of our salvation, when you believed. Through faith in his promise, you have been set free. You are no longer trapped and enslaved. What does that mean? Like ancient Israel, there will be times when you face hardships. There will be times when you get tired, hungry, or perhaps thirsty. But your God will continue to carry you 
to the promised land. You can now approach his presence and his, his throne of grace. You have access to God as you lift your prayers before his throne. You can now serve him with the love he's given you in Christ and serve others. You are free from sin's control, sin's condemnation. He brought you to himself with his gospel today. And he will bring you to himself with the glory of the power of his word. Not even the grave can shut you away from him. Because God has brought you to himself. Listen to what he told Israel once again from Exodus 19. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. This next devotional segment is shared by Upside Down Savior. It's titled More and More and is from Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Hi, this is Pastor Nathan S. with a short message from God's Word. The devotion today is based on Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. There it says, And this is my prayer, that your love may, be, may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best, and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. One Halloween, our family had the very best trick-or-treating experience ever. We went to a new neighborhood that had been went overboard on handing out candy to kids. Within minutes, our kids' buckets were full. The candy kept coming. Soon their buckets were overflowing, their pockets stuffed, and the stroller was filling up. More and more and more. That's what God wants for you. But not with candy. He wants your Christian love to abound more and more in knowledge from his word. God doesn't want you to just know a little bit about Jesus. He wants to fill your heart and your life with more and more and more grace and truth and love every single day. Just like kids seeking candy, God wants us to seek out more and more knowledge from his word. Can we be honest? That's often not our attitude when it comes to God's word. We just want a little bit. We're content with hearing a few words from time to time. Many of us have even had periods in our lives when we're apathetic and don't care about God's word at all. I know enough already. I'm fine. That's a problem. We need the knowledge of God's word in order to know what's best. We need to hear from the Bible over and over again about God's forgiveness in Jesus so that we can be pure and blameless on Judgment Day. We need God's word to guide us in fruits of righteousness in our Christian lives. We need God's word living in our hearts and shining in our lives to give glory and praise to God. So go trick-or-treating with God's word, not just once a year, every day, like you're doing right now. Not just the one house, over and over again. There are sweet treasures on every page of grace and truth, of discernment and insight, so that your Christian love abounds more and more every day in your knowledge of Jesus and the fruit of righteousness to the praise and glory of God. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, like a kid craving candy, lead my heart to crave your word. By your grace, fill me with more and more of your knowledge and the truth of salvation in Jesus. To your glory and praise. Amen. We'll close today with a song by Koine. This is based off of the Song of Simeon. Lord, let 
You have been listening to Kanenbaum Podcast. This podcast was first shared in February of 2023, episode number 163. To hear more, you can go to kanenbaumpodcast.com. We'd like to thank our devotional segment contributors, and we'd also like to thank the musicians who allowed us to share their music today. The first song was by Chris Dreisbach. Our closing song, once again, was shared by the band Koine. We encourage you to visit a Wells ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us. And remember his promised rest. Carry the cross, be not ashamed, children of Christ. Shout out his name, lift it up high.